Turn we'll paint the progression in every studio session. Turn we'll paint the progression in every studio session. Turn we'll paint the progression. Welcome to Paint the Progression with Regis Arzu. Money management for the rest of us. Now, who's the rest of us? If you're a ride or die and you have to hold down your spouse or partner through these hard times, you are the rest of us. Love is a partnership through thick and thin. I do want to take the time to tell you that your money is in. The stimulus money is here. If you haven't received it yet, it's coming. Please listen to episode number four on things you can do with $1,200 to $2,400, where I give you suggestions and recommendations on what to do with your money. So today's another day of Q&As, where I take a question you've messaged to my Pain to Progression Facebook page or the questions you've emailed me on my Pain to the number two progression at gmail.com, and I answer those finance questions you have. All right, let's jump into it. Kenneth from Miami, Florida asks, I'm listening to you tell people to budget as a solution for saving money and determining how to spend their money. My question is, how do you even budget? What does that even look like and how do I start? Great question, Kenneth. To budget, you have to write down all the money you make and all your expenses and the leftover money is what you have to budget. So for example, if you make $1,000 a month, and have $800 in bills, then you have $200 a month to budget or plan with. Now, the question is, what do you do with that money? Now, with your leftover money, I want you to determine how much you can comfortably put into savings a month and how much you can spend on fun every month. And once you do that, you created a budget. Now, all you have to do is follow it. Omar from New York asks, how do I know when my credit will be updated after paying off my credit card? Your credit get paid once a month because all bills get paid once a month. The lender, the person you have your loan from, or the person that took out your loan, will report to the credit agency once a month. Now, any lender can report at any time. So what that means is a credit card bill can report on the 25th of each month, where another credit card company can report on the 29th of each month. Typically, it's in the last week of the month. But I've seen banks that report on the beginning of the month, too. Evelyn from Bronx, New York writes, I'm pretty sure my baby's father used our son's social security to apply for a credit card. How do I find out if something was open in my son's name and how can I stop it if he tries to do it again? I'm sorry you have to go through this. So there's a few ways you can see what's on your credit report, but I'll tell you the fastest way. I would recommend opening a Credit Karma account and a Credit Sesame account. And they both do the same thing. I say both because you can see all three major credit reports with both. The way the website works is that they will give you your credit score and it will show you everything on your report. The website will promote a whole bunch of credit cards or loans that you would qualify for. Do not apply for any of them. Just use the website for its free information and there you will see if your son has a credit card or something in his name. Now the next advice is for Evelyn, but it's also for everyone listening because even I did this. Go to the major three credit companies, that's Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, and freeze your son's credit. What that means is that your credit is frozen and no one can access it. So if anyone tries to steal you or your son's identity and applies for a loan, they will get declined because they would not have access to your credit. I have my credit frozen, so I don't ever have to worry about identity fraud or identity theft. So everyone listening, do this as soon as possible. Freeze your credit. Jeffrey from Brooklyn asks, my mother is pushing me to college and I don't think it financially makes sense, especially if I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to take out student loans for something I may not want to do with my life. What are your thoughts? Whoa, I don't want to get in trouble here, but there's a few aspects to this question. 
there's the going to college part and there's the money part, especially at the time where so many people have large amounts of student loans. What's the best way to answer this question? Okay, just to put it out there, going to college is a financial decision. It is proven that people with college degrees make more money and are more likely to get hired than people without college degrees. And I also want to say, I am a huge advocate in getting your college degree. I don't have my college degree and I had to go through so much more just to get to where I'm at in comparison to people with their college degree. Now, I want you to know, it is possible that you may end up in a different field than your degree, but it also may be possible that you would end up in the same field as your degree. The risk is worth the reward because there's also a higher chance that you will get hired because you have a degree, even if it's not in the same field. Now, I do want to disclose, I don't think you need a degree to make money and succeed. I just think that you would have to work harder if you don't have a degree. So to specifically answer your question, I think you should go to school and do your core credits. And while you're doing your core credits in those two years, take that time to determine what you really want to do and then pursue that route. So I'm kind of agreeing with your mother, but also taking your opinion into consideration. But as an adult, it is your choice. So I hope that information helps. But that was a great question. I want to take the time to talk about a conversation I had with my cousin, Mariano Martinez. Shout out to J-Duff Production. That's his dad's company. So we had a conversation where I told him, when I pray, I pray for two things. I pray for everyone's health, my friend and my family and all you listening. And I also pray for wisdom to understand the lesson God wants us to learn through all this. And then in that conversation, I asked him, what do you think is the learning lesson from this whole COVID-19 crisis? He said that he thinks the lesson for us to learn is that we are made to be creative. He said, we spend all this time saying, I would do this if I had time, or I would do that if I have time. And now we have time. And look at all the creative things that are happening right now in this world. Whether it's the create a bear hunt game where people are putting bears in their windows so when kids walk around, they can look for bears. Or whether it's just writing poetry and painting and creating something that doesn't consist of just sitting down. I told them that makes a lot of sense and I think that's right. But I think that the learning lesson here for me is that now that we're quarantined, people are saving a lot more money and people are realizing that they don't need to go out and spend money. And they're also seeing that their money is accumulated and that they're saving. So I want to tell you, once the quarantine ends, just try to continue doing this and don't spend as much. You're doing it now. Saving, that is. But anyway, I digress. The point of me talking about this is that my cousin got a learning lesson out of this and I got something to learn out of this. The point of me saying this is that it doesn't make both of us wrong. If anything, we both can be right. But I want you to take the time to just look around and see what's going on, but also look at yourself and see what you feel the learning lesson for you is through all of this. There is a learning lesson through all of this and just take the time to say, well, what, how will I be a better person from pre-COVID-19 to post-COVID-19? Let's try to come out a smarter and wiser person than when we did before Corona. Shanice from Seattle asks, I'm really trying to save, but I'm a single mom and I just don't know how to start and what to do. What do you recommend? Shanice, I want to start by saying that you're a super mom. Well, all single mothers are super moms. Well, all single parents are super. 
It's not easy, but you're doing an amazing job. And in a few years, your kid will appreciate it and take care of you. So to answer your question, I would start by recommending listening to my last episode titled Actionable Steps to Success. In that episode, I recommend writing down all your income and all your outcome if you haven't already. Create a budget for yourself and in that budget, budget for saving. It won't be easy, especially with your situation, but you can do it. Try not to take big bites. If you can only budget for $1 of savings a month, then do that. If you can budget for $5 a month, then do that. The money will eventually accumulate and you won't regret it. And something I want you to know is that there have been people in your situation that have come out queens and made very big moves. You'll look back in this in two to five years from now in a good financial situation. And you'll probably be the person to give someone else advice that's going through a similar situation. Tony asks, a friend recommend that I put my stimulus money in a CD. Do you recommend that as a way to save? Just to give some clarification on what a CD is for those that have never heard of it, it's what banks call a certificate of deposit. The way a CD works is that you technically freeze your money in account for three to five years. And the longer you keep your money there, the more interest you make. So in three months, for example, you can make 0.02% of your money. And in five years, you can make 0.10% which I got that from Chase's rate, which is their rate as of today. Okay, with all that in mind, to answer Tony's question, a CD is an option, but I wouldn't recommend it if you don't need to. In that case, I would recommend an online savings account where in the CD, you can earn 0.10% for five years saving that money. You can put your money in an online savings account. For example, HSBC Direct, their interest rate is 1.7%. So in this case, might as well have an online savings account and still have access to your money instead of freezing it for five years. Keisha from Aurora, Colorado writes, I have 3% of my check going into my 401k right now. With all this coronavirus thing going on, should I cancel my contribution to my 401k right now, at least until things get better? I don't think you should. Contributing to your 401k retirement is better to do now than when the stock is up because you are contributing to the stock at a sales price. So what that means is while the stocks are low and you're putting money into it, you are investing in that money. And when it grows within the next few years of retirement and that stock goes up, you will make more money on the long run as it's time for you to tap into retirement money. Now, What I do want you to consider is if you're concerned about your job and needing cash immediately, for example, if you have a spouse that lost their job and you need money now, then in that case, I would consider stopping that contribution because you have to make sure you take care of your priorities first, which is shelter, food, and health. Okay, Painter Progression family, hopefully this was some good stuff for you. I'll see you Friday. Remember, you can send me your questions at my Pain to Progression Facebook page or my email address at pain to the number two progression at gmail.com, which I'll add on my show notes. Now, this information is for you to use and grow financially, but also please share with someone you know this will help. Paying this information forward is how we will build generational wealth. Let's take this information and flip the world upside down. Let's get it. Turn down, turn down.